This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. I'm Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. This is the weekly weather for June 18th to 25th, which includes the summer solstice. Full steam ahead for a busy week. Off we go. Looking for my little pointer, off we go, okay. I always forget to turn the pointer option on before I start, so here we go. Uh, busy week today, uh, busy week this week. First up, we are going to have a lot of activity as we look between this 18th through the 25th. Again, your list. Um, so what happened on Saturday was Saturn stationed retrograde and review from last week was Saturn entered Pisces on March 8th, and then he entered his shadow on March 12th. So all the stuff that you've been working on since March 12th, now you get to revise, revisit, redo until November 3rd. And on November 3rd, Saturn stops and turns direct, and then he will go out of his shadow on February 7th. So this is our retrograde period. Now retrogrades are interesting, um, half the country uh, half the world has a retrograde Saturn, the other half doesn't. So when we're working with a retrograde Saturn, what we know is that the energy is the group that has the retrograde, this is when they get busy. And the people that have the direct Saturn, this is when they slow down. And the analogy I like to use is a movie. You're filming a movie, the actors, the actors, the cameraman, the crew, everybody makes the movie direct. Then retrograde, you turn the film over to the editors and you edit and you revise and you revisit and you look at all the stuff and shoot a new sheen and then goes direct, you release the movie. The actors get together, they do the promotion, they send it out to the theater. So the retrograde has a very important function and people with retrograde planets, any of them actually, when the planets are retrograde, that's when their, their charts are the busiest. And when the planets are direct in the sky, that's when their planets are the direct people are busiest. So this energy with the Saturn stationing is a very air Saturn. It's on a world point. So it asks us to look at things in a big way. Saturn is stationing on a world point. Again, we're making really important decisions for our life and for our future as we go forward with this Saturn retrograde. Uh, we, as we go backwards, I guess I should say, with the Saturn retrograde. And what we know is planets don't actually stop and go backwards. But the phenomenon is like when you're driving a car and you pull up to pass someone and then it appears you're both stopped. You're just kind of traveling 60 miles an hour, but you're stopped. And then you pull ahead and they, they look like they're going backwards. So that's the phenomena. And then when the sun gets to the next, so right now, Saturn's the sun's about to go into cancer. Saturn's in water. So when he gets to water, which is next to this week, Saturn stops and goes backwards. And then when he gets to Scorpio, Saturn stops and goes forward so that we know he's going to go forward and you always look at the elements of the sun to see when the planets are backwards because they're going to be backwards in the trine opposite the sun's element so that's how that's a quick way of knowing and that works for all the outer planets except for Mars because Mars goes red Mars is weird he goes retrograde when on the square because he's Mars he wants to go retrograde on the fight I'm leaving, but for, for Saturn, he's going retrograde now as the sun's about to go into Cancer this week. High energy of ideas in the sky. Now, what happened last night at 12.36 a.m., so we're going to talk about it now. On the West Coast, it was a little different. We had Saturn stationing on the Ascendant, 
in the chart for Washington, D.C. He's stopped in the sky. You can see his little S. But we also had a new moon. Uh, and the new moon is a 26, Pis uh, 26 Gemini. Now, the moon is approaching a square to Neptune. And he also is in a square to Ceres in Virgo. That's what's called a T-square. It's a highly active energy. And it's a T-square in cardinal houses which means it's a for the DC chart, but it's a T-square in general. T-squares are active energies. In cardinal houses, they're super active. The moon is out of bounds in this chart, which means the new moon has an out-of-bounds moon, which makes it a little more exciting, a little more volatile, a little more explosive, a little more interesting. So we have that as we're having Saturn stopped in the sky because he stopped earlier on Saturday. And he stops for like five days at the same degree. So this week, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to really feel that Saturn retrograde and then uh, as he's paused. But this new moon involves some deception. Mercury is a prominent because it rules the uh, Gemini planets and it rules the Virgo series, which is part of that new moon's big configuration. And when we're looking at the energy as the sun approaches Neptune, a square to Neptune, and partnerships approach a square to Neptune. There can be some delusion or illusion or, you know, tricks around our relationships that we're in that get revealed. That's what Saturn stationing wants to do. He stops, he turns, he looks at us, and he goes, you looking at what I'm looking at? Do you see it? And hopefully you do. Now, Ceres is over here at 29 Virgo, which means she's about to go into Libra. She actually goes into Libra this week. So when she shifts into Libra, we have she's on a world point too. 29 of the mutables is a world point. So we're finding out all sorts of things about nurturing and food and stuff like that. Uh, we also just had the announcement that Russia did blow up the dam. I mean, dam fell apart. Somebody blew it up. So we're going to see what that story unfold because that's the Neptune square the sun and also we could make a case for it being i-95 because there was a fire the gemini energy shoots to sag and the fire melted the concrete and it took out neptune rules gas gasoline right it's fluid it's water it's voluble so that can also be part of it that i-95 that collapsed in philly the new moon has three, you know, general sun to moon, new moon to new moon. We know that for 30 days, but it has a longer cycle. So if you begin things on this new moon, uh, first quarter next May, next March rather, in Pisces, the moon will be at 27 Gemini. And then next December of, of 2024, it'll be a full moon with the moon in Gemini, the sun in Sag. And then it'll be the third quarter moon, which is September of 2025. Of course, December of 2024 is right after the elections. And this new moon takes place uh, right by Donald Trump's birthday. So we're going to watch the events of last week unfold against because this new moon is taking place right after his birthday. And of course, the indictment in Florida on Mar-a-Lago cases was the uh, day before. And we also had indictment news with the Mercury on a world point squaring Saturn on a world point where the New York uh, criminal attorney in Westchester decided not to prosecute the charges against him and to just leave it to the civil case that Letitia James in New York has brought. So we had indictment news all week next week, last week. So now this week we figure out what to do with it. 
So the lunar phase family speaks to the story. Now this particular new moon is important because it's in Gemini, but also because we have Mercury on Phaeton. And you can see that here, these are the asteroids. So when Phaeton is involved, we often have a father-son story that's unfolding and that it involves a fall from grace because Mercury, uh, Phaeton was upset that his father wasn't around. And so he took the chariot and crashed it hot, flew it high, froze the earth, flew it low, burned the earth, and they knocked him out of it and threw him in a river and he drowned. So there's a fall from grace in this new moon. Uh, and so we're going to watch for that fall from grace. We also have a lot of energy around breaking up families or tribes with Vesta on Capito. I have a lot of people moving out, moving on. And of course, the Juno and the, the sun and the moon are on Juno, which is a planet of partnerships and relationships. But because of the square to Neptune, we want to maybe be a little careful about how, the, how we're forming our partnerships and what our relationships are. We also have the fixed stars, not a lot, but the North Nodes on Rasa Ghul, which is a fixed star of, um, it's a difficult fixed star. So we're hearing about depravity and sex abuse and all sorts of things with this, which we've had a few convictions. We also have Venus on Arcturus, which is the ability to see things. But the one I find interesting are the Arabic parts. We have Mercury on the part of treachery and Uranus on the part of fatality and Athena on the part of sickness. So this Arabic parts for this, this new moon are kind of dicey, for lack of a better word. And because Mercury aspects treachery and he rules the moon and the sun, the out-of-bounds moon and the sun, and the partnership planet, and he rules the uh, Ceres and Virgo, we do want to be careful about commitments we make under this new moon that may have something going on behind the scenes that's a little treacherous. Or we may have someone revealed to us who is behaving a little treacherous. All counts. The heavens are telling us this is the story in the heavens. Pay attention to what's going on on earth with you. Understand where the treachery is. Understand where the betrayal is. It's going to be on the degree of that Gemini uh, moon, that Gemini Mercury. Because Mercury is like, oh, I think I can trick you here. Um, and it's funny because, you know, I read a lot of clients and in this last couple of weeks, the last couple of days, we're actually not even weeks. I've had a lot of people going, well, that's kind of a treacherous behavior on their part. And uh, and I've had a couple of exchanges with people where I've been, well, that's a little, you know, you're a little over the top. I think we're done here. I think I'm I think I'm not playing this game. So watch for treacherous words, watch for treacherous behavior. And I'm going to tell you, if you can line up people and tell it to them and they go, well, that's not very good, that's the Mercury on treachery. And, and it also can be a little deceit. Mercury is young people. So there was an article in the paper in New York about a woman driving up to an ATM with her daughter, Mercury is children, in the car with her and passing the ATM teller a note saying, please call 911 and help me. And the daughter had a gun on her and was taken her to the bank to rob stuff caught the caught the daughter. So we're going to watch for treachery getting caught also. So that's a good news. But in the meantime, Neptune can be there with treachery. And again, in New York, again, I always pay attention to my local stories, a dog, Mercury rules dogs. There were people walking their dogs in Central Park, two people, two, two, a couple and then another person walking their four dogs, two dogs each. And the single person stabbed the dog of the person <laughs> You know, and, and the dog died 
You know, I'm like, come on, you're killing a dog. Why are you stabbing a dog over a fight? I mean, it, it, you know, this is craziness. But we see the Uranus kind of unexpected fatalities. So be a little careful. You know, is this, you know, this is this is not a new moon to fool around on. Next up, the sun squares Neptune. So we have that new moon that we had. And then right after that, the sun squares Neptune. And that happens later on Sunday, than, you know, less than 24 hours, actually, from the new moon that we had at midnight. Alex, and tw yeah, 24 hours. And so that sun squared. Now we see things. Now we have, oh, that's what's going on, huh? And when you have, a, oh, that's what's going on. Pay attention. The Venus-Mars midpoint is on a world point which is the combination Venus is 12, Neptune or Mars is 17, halfway between them. Separation is five divided in half, two and a half onto 12 makes it 14 and a half. The world point of fixed, 15 is fixed. 15 of the fixed signs is a world point. I will slow down. I'm talking very quickly, I know. Saturn is uh, stationed and going retrograde, but he's stationing on a world point. So there's a betrayal, there's a reseeing of the betrayal, there's understanding it, and a shifting, changing energy. Next up, on Monday, Venus enters her retrograde shadow. Uh, it is the holiday Juneteenth in the United States when Texas uh, slaves, enslaved people, found out they were free from the Civil War, last people set free after the Emancipation Proclamation because nobody told them and obviously there wasn't the internet back then um so we have Ju venus entering leo on june 5th she is now entering her retrograde shadow everything going on around money and love including your taurus ruled planets and your libra ruled planets are up for review your taurus ruled houses your libra ruled houses active active venus is going to be retrograde for 40 days four zero when she enters her shadow she says, start paying attention to Venus issues. And you're like, what, what Venus? Pay attention to the issues. I'm bringing up issues for you to look at. And yeah, pay attention. So she stations retrograde in a few weeks on July 22nd, but she starts to tell you about her story now. And in all things Venusian, watch what happens. Now remember Pluto just went into Capricorn when he was at the last degrees of Capricorn in March, we had all that financial stuff. The bank failed in California. The other bank failed in New York. Banks, Other banks ate them up. Venus is back. She's saying, let's look at the money. Pluto's back in Capricorn. Let's look at the money. Pay attention to your banks. Pay attention to your stock markets. Venus is entering her shadow and she is going to be retrograde from July 22nd to August 4th. Now, when she goes retrograde, she's retrograde for 40 days, 4-0. And what that means, think of all the different 40s. Ramadan, you feast for 40 days. Lent is 40 days long. The difference between the uh, resurrection of Christ and his ascension into heaven is 40 days. We got a lot of 40, Christ was in the desert for 40 days. We got a lot of 40 days. They say, if you want to change a habit, do it for 40 days. So the energy here is very much about revising and revisiting what we find beloved and what we like. Now, the Venus star point, which is the conjunction of the sun and Venus, the Venus Kazemi, when they kiss, is August 13th. And that's going to start a new eight-year cycle because Venus is between the sun and, and the earth. So when she's next to the earth, it's like a giant big conjunction around what do I desire, sun? How am I going to get it? 
Venus? What do I want? How am I going to get it? And then four years from now, she'll be in what we call a superior conjunction, which means she's on the far side of the sun. And we'll look back and go, oh, like what happened here? So we're going to watch this Venus star point because we're setting this up. Think back to what was going on in August of 19. Think back what's going on in August of 11 or 15. Think back on what was going on in August of 11. Think back what was going on in August of 7. These are all going to be Venus stories in your life, in your Leo house, where you began a new chapter. So we're just going to note these days, we're going to keep them in the slides as we go through our Venus retrograde journey. She's in her shadow. So just says, she's like, yeah, I'm going to start talking to you. The other thing that happens this way, like I said, it's a busy week. Jupiter is going to sextile Saturn. So our Lord of Expansion is going to be talking to our Lord of Constriction. Jupiter is our relationship planet. Everybody in your same year has the same Jupiter. Saturn takes two and a half years in a sign. So everybody in your little cohort. Think about like if you had a sibling that was two and a half, three years older than you, you know, they lived a whole different life than you did. But if they're born within your two and a half years, they have they can have the same Saturn. Everybody in your same grade has the same Jupiter. So these two guys met up in December of 2020 as we were starting to think about emerging from COVID. We had the vaccinations. We were getting vaccinations. And Jupiter and Saturn met up at zero Aquarius to start a new 20-year cycle. Finishing the 20-year cycle that began in 2000, which was Earth, they met at zero Aquarius. Now what's happening is the two of them are talking to each other and they're saying, so remember we were talking in 2020, in December of 2020 about doing something? How's that going? And, you know, <laughs> if you're like me, you look and you go, yeah, it's, it's going, but it's not going real fast. I mean, I know I was saying I was going to do this. I didn't quite get there, but okay, I'll try. Okay, okay. And so now with Venus retrograde and Saturn retrograde and Jupiter and Saturn talking and Saturn on a world point, he's like, and you know, you said you were going to do it. And Jupiter's like, I know, I know, I know, I'll go do it. And they're in earth and water. So they're really in the mood to work on it now. So whatever you postponed or you thought about or you talked about and you were like, hey, I'm going to do this, but you haven't gotten around to it. This is the aspect to say, time to get around to it. Saturn's retrograde, Venus is in her retrograde shadow. You said you wanted this, so go get it. Look for a clue, go look at where zero Aquarius is in your chart, because that's where they met. And that's where Pluto just was from March 25th through June 10th. So he woke that point up and he just went retrograde and Jupiter and Saturn looked at each other and went, I know we said we were going to do it. And, you know, he's going to be retrograde until January. Why don't we get a little jump on it before he gets back to us again? So they're going to they're going to kick into gap, kick into action, kick into gear. And that's a good thing. And so what you were thinking about in December of 2020, but we weren't quite out of COVID. You were making you've been locked up for a while. Now it's time to start moving on it. And this summer, we have Venus and Mars and Leo. Happy summer. We got Jupiter and Taurus. He wants to grow and expand things, make it real instead of an idea. So there's really good energy for changing. Next, this week, we have a lot of planets, a lot of the asteroids. Now, I like the asteroids because there's only two girls in the sky. Otherwise, there's just Venus and the moon. And I like the asteroids because now I get, I get a bunch of girls to go against a bunch of boys that are up there in the heavens. So Ceres is our planet of how we partner with other people how we nurture people, how we create, how we 
we grow things because Ceres is grain. She rules cereal. She's got a nurturing feminine energy where she wants to take care of you. She'd been in Virgo for a while and she's now entering Libra. She's on a world point too. So she's talking to Pluto, you know, the sun on a world point because the sun's at 29 uh, Gemini. And she's talking to Saturn on a world point. Ceres is on a world point. She's saying, okay, let us work together because Libra wants to work together to series create something that's nurturing and careful caring for us and and helps us feel connected and related and cared for so we're going to watch that shift she's going from earth into air so suddenly the physicality isn't as important the doobie doobie part because virgo is a doobie doobie sign now it's in libra and it says let's talk partner let's talk relation let's talk how we're going to get this off the ground and get it out into the world so listen to Libra, uh, listen to that series as she goes into Libra and look at what it asks you to partner with in a creative way. Partnering being a Libra word, creative being a series word. Next, the sun enters Cancer. This is called the summer solstice. So the sun enters Cancer on Wednesday the 21st and it's going. it marks the season of the sun. Solstice, sun stops, stissa stops. So the sun stops for three days and then it shifts direction and it starts heading south towards the equator and winter. This is the longest day. And when the sun is at the top, it's the shortest night. Now the days are gonna start to get a minute smaller every day, a minute smaller, just a minute. We're still in the summer. We're still in the, you know, grow, grow, grow. But the sun goes, yeah, I've planted all those seeds. Now I'm gonna throw the sun on them for the next three months, the next three cycles, series or Cancer, Leo, Virgo, and then I'm gonna go into winter where we're gonna harvest things. And at that point, the, the, the nights are gonna be longer than the days, right? So we're now dropping a minute every day, a little closer, a little closer, heading towards the equator. So the sun is as high as it goes in the sky, again on a world point, again squaring Ceres, again squaring um, Saturn on a world point, trining, uh, trining Saturn on a world point. So there's a lot of nice energy. There's a grand trine in water, which is very creative. And the solstice has Venus uh, on the world point. Of course, she's in her retrograde shadow. So we're inviting you to think about the creative journey. I happen, remember when we had that first COVID, that first summer after the lockdown, and I, everybody was like, the summer of love is coming. And then we got a new variant of COVID and everybody went, oh, the summer of love is not coming. We all got locked up again, um, Omicron or whatever. I mean, there were so many variants, I don't even remember. But this is the summer of love or relationships because Venus is retrograde. So get out there, get out there, time to get out there. Um, in, in New York, we have this wonderful dance over at Lincoln Center, and they run from uh, June 21st through the middle of July, and they plan bands, and they sing, and they dance. Get out to your outdoor parties. Get out to your adventures and events. Get out the door, because the universe wants to partner you up, find you some new love, find you something delicious and delightful this summer, so out the door you go. Next up on March 21st, also, we have Mercury in a sextile to Mars. Like I said, get out the door. Call your friend and say, hey, can we get out the door and go do something? And Mercury, you know, last week it sextiled Venus. This week it's sextiling Mars. Mercury and Mars are buddies. Mercury's friends with everybody. He's one of those guys that everybody likes. He's funny. He comes along. He joins the party. Everybody goes, oh, Mercury, you're so funny. And he's like, great. 
he's taking action with a sextile to Mars. He wants to do stuff. He says to you, don't you want to? And you're kind of like, yeah, I really do. So go do it. Go have a good time. You know, on the on the uh, the sun entering Cancer, the sun is in Cancer, the moon is in Leo. So they're in mutual reception. That makes this a delicious summer because the sun will be in Leo and the moon will be in Cancer. And that's the season of summer. So you want to give it like, yeah, I'm really ready for this. I'm ready for a good, juicy summer. And I want to pursue my passions. I want to follow my heart's desire. And give yourself permission to think about it and act on it and have a good time. Because Mercury's sextiling Mars and he says, you know, you're not getting any younger. And frankly, you better get busy because less time ahead than behind you don't know how long you're here for. What are you waiting for? Why aren't you doing your dream in your life? Why aren't you going for it? So with Mercury sextile Mars, give yourself permission to say yes. A few years back, Shonda Rhimes, uh, who is the Grey's Anatomy, and she's written a bunch of other TV shows. She said, I did the year of yes. I said yes to everything. And I used to say no to things. I would go, no, you know, I got to work. I got to whatever. Make this the summer of yes. And just say yes to stuff. And you can schedule it whenever, but just say yes. Because Mercury, right on this lovely new ingress into Cancer, with this beautiful mutual reception, Mercury is saying, don't you want to say yes? And you should say yes. Just give it a whirl. Give it a trial. The universe is inviting you out. It's asking you to come to the party. It's asking you to bloom and grow and expand. So many of the planets are in happy places. I know the world's completely messed up, but the planets are in happy places. I don't know how that works, but they're in Leo. They're kind of like, like, don't you want to do something different? And I think you do. So allow those personal planets, like the outer planets are messy. That's why the world's messed up. But the personal planets in your own little world, in your own little universe, those planets are in a happy place. They're in happy relationships or in happy signs, whatever you want to say. So go play with those planets. Juno enters Cancer. So Juno is the marriage planet. She was um, the bride, the wife, and she pursued, you know, her husband had a lot of affairs and she didn't take it out on him. She hunted them down, <laughs> which I always kind of liked. I'm like, why she's killing the women? Well, they're fooling around with her man, right? So Juno is on a world point, as is the sun. They're marrying. It's a marrying aspect. And then we got a Venus on Kazemi in August. This, this chart wants you to get married, to partner, to find love, to find happiness, to find joy. Do not waste the summer with sadness. Get your butt out the door. I know there's smoke in the air. There's fire in the air. We, we smell campfire smells here in New York City but get out there, love the life, go for it. And the energy is very positive. So Juno enters Cancer, she's right next to the sun. She's like, hello, big guy, you wanna go out and dance? And he goes, hello, honey, I'm ready. So take the offer, take the invitation, say yes. Next up, Vesta enters Gemini. They're gonna bring sleep, bring out Vesta's your home and hearth. It's leaving Taurus, going into Gemini, they're gonna leave their toothbrush at your house. So Vesta in Gemini is maybe I need to go on a road trip. Maybe I need to visit my siblings. Maybe I need to talk to people. Venus is on a world point. Sun is on a world point. Juno's on a world point. Saturn's on a world point. Get your butt out the door. Go for your life. 
investor going into Gemini wants us to adjust things. It's saying, how about some short trips? How about some little road adventures? How about we go do something? Best in How about we clean out the closets and throw things away? I have the woman who helped me pack my stuff up, Joni, uh, <laughs> helped me pack my 33 boxes that I moved to Florida uh, at Thanksgiving time. And so she's coming over because we didn't finish everything because we left the bookcases in the filing, a lot of filing, and a lot of old electronic stuff. So Joni's coming over and we're going to start vesting my house with that Vesta in Gemini. I said, all right, we're going to book you. We're going to book you every week for a few hours and just over the course of the summer, no push like we did last year in November, which left me like wanting a nap for three months. We're going to do it every week, a little bit every week. So Vesta in Gemini is a little bit every week, just a little, just a touch, just a, a tiny tad. And it's in Gemini, it's outdoors. Go to, for those outdoor events. Venus is on a world point. Juno's on a world point. Saturn's on a world point. Get your butt out so you can bring this world point home when you meet them. Hello, I met my world point, the person I want to introduce to the world. Now, it can be work, totally can be work, but you know you've been working really hard. With Pluto and Pluto and Capricorn, you still got a lot of work to do with him in Capricorn. So give yourself permission to go out there. Sun aspects the nodes of fate on Friday. So the sun is in a very juicy little energy with the nodes of fate. The nodes are getting ready to shift out of Taurus and Scorpio, where they've been dragging you through the mud for the last year and a half. And they're going to shift into Aries and Libra. The North Node in Aries inspires you to take action. The South Node in Libra says to you, how are you going to partner with this thing you're taking action with? So we got a couple more weeks before those nodes shift. But right now the sun is talking to the nodes and he's going, I think I want to change things. Again, Venus is on a world point. Saturn's on a world point. Juno's on a world point. The nodes of fate are beckoning. They're calling. They're saying, come forward. Series is on a world point. Great week. This is a great week for getting stuff out there, thinking about it. Now you might be like, ah, oh, I got so much to do. So wait until Thursday or Friday when the moon's in Virgo, because then you're going to be able to do your to-do list. You're going to be in a good mood to get stuff done. Next up, we have Mercury square Neptune. Now that little Mercury, that little trickster guy is now coming to square Neptune. So whatever the treachery was that was on the new moon, he might tell you now, or he might come up with some more indictments, or he might come up with something to reveal what's been going on behind the scenes. Now he's kind of quiet because there's not a lot of air in the sky, but he's definitely got a square to Neptune. So there's a reveal energy going on in the heavens. That's gonna happen on Sunday, next Sunday. So you wanna look at that and say, huh, and what am I learning here, huh? So that's an important energy around how you learn things and what you see. That's next Sunday, the 25th. Uh, we just had a webinar this week on Friday night. I think for a second, it was two days ago. Friday nights available for purchase on my website, um, talking about the new moon in um, that we just had in Gemini. I'm getting my calendar up. I meant to get this up before I started the podcast, but of course forgot to. Um, hang on one second. Alrighty, we're good. Okay, so uh, anyway, the new moon webinar, we have we had it on Friday night and answered your questions about the moon and where it lands in your chart. It's going to be at, uh, as we mentioned before, 26, I believe it was. Um, I am in August. I don't want to be in August. Hang on. 
All right, now I am June. So the new moon was at 2643 Gemini. And so find where that is in your chart and go forward. So the sun this week is going from 27 Gemini to two Cancer. It has the square to Neptune that we talked about. It meets up with Juno, the planet of partnership. It enters Cancer, which is the summer solstice. It has an aspect to the nodes of fate. And on the 23rd, it's having a deep conversation with Mercury. So there's a lot of communication with the sun in Gemini now going into Cancer. And remember the sun is highest it's gonna be. It's gonna start to set lower and lower, goes a little lower in the heavens. Uh, as it descends across the, um, descends down towards the equator. Mercury this week is going from 14 Gemini through 28 Gemini. Uh, so that's a busy guy. He has, um, at the beginning of the week on the 19th and 20th, he has a hammer, a Thor, a quick one. We, we're getting used to these hammers. He has it with Pluto in the south node. So it's going to take somebody out on the 19th. That is a national holiday, so it might not hear about it till the 20th. This is the thing that took out Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson and Chris Licht. And it's kind of knocking, knocking people out. So the person who gets knocked out this week's got something 14 to 15 Gemini. Um, we also have the Mercury with Mars. We talked about that. We also have the Mercury with Chiron. That's about working with old wounds. And remembering the reason you have those wounds is for you to learn how to work with them and teach other people because we always learn what we teach. We have to go through it to be able to teach it. Mercury also is working in a really positive energy with Pals Athena, coming up with a new strategy this week. He also has a semi-square to Jupiter, which is a little cranky, crabby aspect, a little foot stamping because Jupiter says something and he's like not in the mood, but he gets it done maybe in a little bit of a bitchy way because he does have a sextile to Eris this week, the goddess of discord. And he ends the week with a square to Neptune. So he goes, all right, all right, all right. You know, and that's just kind of Mercury and Gemini. We love Mercury. He's one of my favorite planets. I am a Virgo, but this week he's causing a little trouble up there even though he's inviting some playfulness with Mars and he's having a good time with Neptune, he's just, you know, stirring the pot. I don't know if you watch the um, Andy Cohen shorts that he does with his son, Ben. Ben is Mercury this week. <laughs> and Andy Cohen is like going, oh, oh, like I'm a terror. I'm living with a terrorist. It's very cute. Uh, so Venus this week is going from 12 Leo to 15, going to the world point. She does have not a lot of aspects, but she is undergoing some change. We can hear about a health matter on the 22nd with Venus and Eris, or Venus and Leo and a Quindicilli to Pluto. That can be heart issues. And that's a public figure, probably a woman with some heart stuff going on because it's Venus. Could be a musician too. Um, and Venus is in a sesquiquadrate to Neptune. Now we had this like a couple of weeks ago. That was when Tina Turner took off. So we'll see who it is this time. It's 15 Leo. They've got stuff at 15 Leo. Mars this week is 19 Leo through 20. Not going fast, not doing a lot. Happy. He's in Leo. He's a good guy. Uh, Jupiter is Saturn have a sextile, as we mentioned. That happens at seven of Taurus and seven of Pisces, Saturn on a world point. So this is like, what were we talking about doing last December of 2020? Is it already 2023? How did that happen? We better get working. We only have 20 years to get this thing done. And it's already three years into our 20 years. We got to get working on this.
So they're in a they're in a mood to do it. Uh, we also have Uranus squaring Athena, which asks us to make a change in our strategy. And we have Neptune squaring Juno, which asks us to look at our partnerships in new ways. These are all kind of subtle under the under the under the they're not big enough to put in the podcast in a chart, but they're up there in the heavens. We also have Pluto trining um, trining the creative energy and also trining Vesta. So Pluto is remember he's going backwards, so he's kind of saying, well, let's go back and revise and revisit. So in this case, I mentioned I have Joni coming over to help me throw away things. I always throw away things better when I have a, when I have a supervisor. <laughs> Otherwise, I just put them in a closet somewhere. Uh, Vesta, of course, is going into Gemini. Uh, Athena is Pallas Athena is paralleling Ceres. Juno is going into Cancer, and Ceres is going into Libra. So we have three of the four female asteroids changing signs this week, which is kind of a big deal when they shift energy. Um, because they go on a new adventure. So Vesta is leaving behind Taurus, solid, reliable, dependable, getting more flexible about moving things around and changing things in your house. Uh, Juno is saying, okay, I'm going to commit to a family, to a partnership, to grow and nurture this relationship. And Ceres says, I want to figure out how we can nurture and feed and take care of our relationship with partnership and relations, our relations. So there's a lot of positive partner energy up there in the sky. A little bit of squabbling, you know, because there's some squares. But for the most part, if you look at that chart, it's pretty blue. This week, uh, to our moon phases, as we mentioned before, we have the new moon last night that was at 12.37 a.m. Sunday morning. West Coast had a little, we had it on Saturday. It's Father's Day. So today was kind of dreamy drifty, and the moon went into Cancer bright and early at 6:58 a.m which is good and the closing aspect for the moon on the new moon is a square to neptune so again it's a new moon with a square be careful what you ask for with this new moon uh tomorrow is june monday is juneteenth moons in cancer tuesday is the 20th the moon goes void at 5:43 p.m in the afternoon with an opposition to pluto now, what that means, now that Pluto is back in Capricorn, we're going to have a lot of those cardinal signs with hard closing aspects. We got rid of them from March to June 10th, but now we're back to the hard aspects. So the moon is opposite Pluto. That's an ending energy, a separating energy. So if you're trying to separate from something on this new moon, like I'm trying to lose some weight, trying to walk more, uh, that's I'm going to work on that for this Monday and Tuesday for my new moon ritual. Moon then goes into Virgo, uh, or goes into Leo rather, at 6.04 p.m. on the 20th. And it's in Leo uh, for the new moon, as we mentioned before, they're in mutual reception when the sun goes into Cancer. Not the new moon, the summer solstice, the new season, sun goes into Cancer. And it's so the moon's in Leo on the 21st, it's in Leo on the 22nd. It goes void at 1.01 p.m. with a squared Uranus. Moon and Leo square Uranus is excitement. Now, some of you don't like excitement in your love life. I get it. But the moon and Leo squaring Uranus on the summer solstice promises an exciting summer. The moon is void uh, Thursday afternoon from 1.01 p.m. until 6.35 in the morning on Friday. And on Friday, the moon goes into Virgo. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
going void at 6.24 p.m. with a lovely trine to Pluto on Sunday the 25th. And then it enters Libra at 6.57 p.m. on Sunday night. And that goes void, of course, uh, with an up uh, 4.19 with a square to Pluto. So if you're going to do a new moon ritual, uh, the separating energy is Monday and Tuesday when the Cancer moon's happening. The surprise results one <laughs> is the Leo moon. That's where you got to be careful what you ask for with that surprise results because uh, moon squares Uranus. And then the Virgo moon is much more controlled and nicely behaved, and that's uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I'm going to do my I'm going to do my ritual of releasing things on Monday and Tuesday. I'm going to skip that Leo moon. I know when I ask for stuff with Mercury on the part of treachery, I'm like, nah, 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 Mercury, you're a trickster. Uh, and then Virgo, um, the 23rd and the 24th and the 25th. So I'm doing, I'm skipping those Leo moons. In terms of the hard days this week, that Leo moon on Wednesday is hard. Um, the moon on the 23rd is active. Friday's moon's very active. Absolutely no moon energy on the 24th. Nothing going on. Kind of quiet. And so the difficult days this week, probably Wednesday. Today might have been pretty emotional because of the Neptune aspects and the new moon in Gemini and it's Father's Day. So Wednesday looks stressed, but basically this is not a particularly stressful week. It's changing because of all the planets, all the women asteroids, the girl asteroids shifting and leaving the boys behind in old signs. So they're all getting new lives, which is all good. And um, that's kind of the way it works. Um, hopefully that helps you work with the energy of the week. And uh, we have a couple of stars sign up and you get a daily list of aspects. You also get a daily audio on each day's activity and how to work with it, as well as a song. So today's song was Jim Croce's Cats in the Cradle because it's Father's Day. He'd grown up just like me. Uh, and then last but not least, just a few more days to register for the Omega event. We have a nice group of people. We have a, we they, they just sent us the class list. Um, it's a good group. Rachel's lovely. Lynn Bell's wonderful. Rick Levine is lovely. Maurice Fernandez, of course, is our fearless leader. And so we're going to be talking about Pluto and Aquarius. We're going to have a ceremony Saturday night. We're going to talk about those nodes shifting into Aries and Libra. We're going to talk about the Venus star point in August. We're going to talk about the summer of love. So one of the things you might consider is a little road trip to Omega to invite that summer of love into your life, invite astrology into your life in a creative way. And hopefully we'll see you there. It's in Rhinebeck, New York. Uh, go to eomega.org to register. Um, I'll be there. And it's a plenary, which means we're all in the same room, having the same experience at the same time. And these astrologers are really, really wonderful people. So I, I'm proud to count all of them as my friends. And uh, Lynn's coming from Paris. Rick is coming from, um, uh, he's coming from Washington. Seattle and Rachel's coming from California and Maurice is coming from Sedona. So I'm the only one that's local. So I'm welcoming them all to my neighborhood. Uh, and hopefully you will show up and have a good time. Have a lovely one and a good week. And um, just remember, it's going to be fun out there this summer. And of course, um, our altitude is determined by our attitude. So fly high.
Have a great one. Bye.